Welcome to Things to Know. I'm Luca, and on this show, we talk to the people that make the Thingdom special. Today's guest requires almost no introduction. We're sitting down with Luke ABC, one of the founders and the creative director of Thingdoms, to talk about the project and some of the collaborations that they've been a part of over the past year. Full disclosure before the episode begins, I'm not a part of the Thingdoms team, nor am I compensated for any work that I do with them, with the exception of one thing that I was given a while ago. With that being said, I do talk to Luke and by extension, the rest of the team on a semi-regular basis on providing insights and ideas uh, that I've had independently. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode, but more importantly, I hope you learned something. Thank you so much for coming on today. I don't think you need a ton of introduction uh, or a ton of background because I'm sure most people that are listening to this are, are at least somewhat aware of who you are and what you do. But do you want to start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Luke. Uh, I Luke ABC. Um, I'm the. I'm from. I'm. I'm a, I'm a 34 year old guy. I'm from Scotland. I'm the founder of Thingdoms. Um, presumably, this is uh, live on Thing FM right now. So. I think hopefully most people know what Thingdoms is um, or Thingdoms are, but yeah, founder founder of Thingdoms alongside my creative partner uh, Owen, who hopefully you all guys know who is as well. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm living living in uh, Central Scotland. Um, before working uh, on Thingdoms exclusively, I was a an, an advertising art director, conceptual creative, um, working on loads of different things. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and, and agreeing to share your time and let me pick your brain a little bit about Thingdoms and just what you and the team are working on. Um, we're recording this for context on November 1st. So the new website has just gone up. It looks really clean. Um, so part of this was to kind of talk through that and the vision that you and the team have, um, but just to talk more broadly about Thingdoms. Sure. I think a good place to start is like, how do you conceptualize Thingdoms as a project? Like what actually is it to you? Because you could call Thingdoms a lot of different things. So like yeah. as the creator, how do you think about it? Like what is it? I mean, I think that's a great question because, I mean, it's a simple question, but it's a great question because, and a lot of people ask me that, especially a lot of people outside of, you know, the NFT and Web3 space, they maybe hear that I've been working on on this project. They say, so what's this Thingdoms thing? And, you know, I was at a wedding this weekend, for example, and um, a few people sort of loosely understood the concept of uh, NFTs and, and Web3 and were saying, oh, I've heard about Thingdoms, so like, but what is it kind of thing? Um, for me, it's like, it's, it's a multitude of different things um, and maybe they all sort of combine with each other. I think like, it's quite interesting that you asked me that when we've just launched the, the website or the DAP, because I think like a big part of that, what I wanted to try and communicate was that we wanted to sort of, we, we previously communicated like what Thingdoms was to us in a sort of like long-winded piece in the Thing Paper 1 and the Thing Paper 2, um, which if you haven't read them, sort of uh, put forward our ideas about what we were trying to build. But I think like what we identified from some community feedback and from just reading it again ourselves in the months since is that um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't very concise. Like it, if somebody said to you, so what is Thingdoms? You would, you're going to give them a, you know, 12 page essay. Um, so I think a big part of what we wanted to do with the website was sort of uh, make it a bit more concise about what is Thingdoms. So I suppose there's like three different elements in my mind. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of actually reading them from the website, but um, like, I think we're obviously building a brand. Like I come from a brand 
building background working uh, in advertising. Um, so I think building a brand um, is something that we are obviously trying to do, but um, it's a community. Um, but I think like first and foremost, like genuinely for me, it is an art project and it is an art project for me and Owen. Um, when we first got involved um, you know, in Web3 and NFTs, I think like we were both attracted by the idea that we could work creatively and collaboratively um, on something that would maybe unify our interests in terms of Owen's uh, artistic guy himself. Um, and and he, you know, Owen actually probably at the moment does as, as much uh, painting and drawing as me, but he probably doesn't share it, um, but I know that he does. Um, but yeah, like it, it was a, it was an opportunity for us. Like we've seen a, like a, a platform or a context for us to unify um, our sort of like artistic ideas and me being more of the sort of visual illustrative um, person and own sort of having this, um, you know, technical understanding of um, of code, really. And I think like one of the things, I, I mean, this is funny because you're asking me, but I'm actually talking a lot about Owen, but I think it's important because um, I know that Owen, uh, when, he, when he works in code, like he thinks of it as a creative endeavor as well. And I think lots of it is very, very binary, but I think there's a lot of a lot of creativity in, in coding and solving problems. And um, so I think like we saw that as a good opportunity to like work on a on a project or a or a piece of art that um that that combined multiple multiple things um so i see it as an art project like i see it as an evolving art project like for me like nfts um and web3 more broadly are, are, are such a fascinating um medium for art because i think like from the from the technological point of view like i think for me um i'm quite happy to put my i don't know what i'm going to put in the sand but i'll put my my shoe in the sand and, and and kind of stay that i think uh ownership will in the future um come down to uh you know blockchain and will be registered in, in one form or another of blockchain so for me i wanted to create an artistic or an art project that lived on that quite early and um, obviously not early at the moment but maybe in you know in, in time will have been seen as a relatively early um art project on blockchain um so yeah like i see i see it as an, as an art project um and I see it as a an interesting space to explore art because um, there's so many new things about it. Um, I'm kind of going off on a bit of a tangent there, so I'll maybe let you ask another question before going back into it. No, that that makes a ton of sense to me. I uh, I also see it as an art project, but like a very exploratory space. Yeah, as I think talking. I think that's probably the bit I missed out there is that like we see it as an art project, but like there there is also this this part of us that you know we as much as as Owen and I probably have these um ambitions to to create art like a, like a lot of people do um we we are practitioners of different industries and skill sets previous to that so I was working as a brand builder I was making ads and creative strategy and 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 art directing for you know for Nikes and and Hondas and and big brands and small brands um so that's that's part of me and I think like for me like my artistic expressions always lived within a commercial context like I don't necessarily want to just create paintings that sit on people's walls like i enjoy making a piece of film that communicates a benefit of a car to a family I, like I, I mean i've got an ethical line where i wouldn't want to work on you know cigarette advertising or, or or things like that but like i enjoy that and that's maybe because it's easier to become an artist in a commercial context like that than it is to have people take your work seriously in a museum and stand and uh you know uh, respect it for its uh, visual aesthetic but that that's where I come from with it and um 
there's a, there's this artistic scent or core to the project that is definitely true but there's also this other bit where we're talking about building a brand like that's what would be natural to me as an artistic endeavor is to build a brand to build something that people want to identify with like i think uh, maybe topically not the best reference but um if you look at someone like uh, kanye west someone like kanye west and you know his art he's probably you could argue that he's kind of you know transcended music and tried to like use culture as his medium and you know b building a shoe company and building something that I'm sure he conceptually says that the whole thing's art. Um, but yeah, probably not the best reference given what's happened in the last couple of weeks. And um, But yeah, like I, I, I'd like to think of what we're doing as, as being an art project. But yeah, it definitely has roots in, in, in business as well. Like we're building a brand. And, and as we said, we, we, we really see a future where there's an interoperable um, world that's underpinned by blockchain. And, and we hope and want thingdoms uh, to be an interoperable asset that that moves in that world um so yeah it's it's a lot of things one of the things that i find interesting about that idea of it's a new space there's lots of exploration going on we kind of conceptually understand the space that we want to be playing in but we don't know exactly what those details look like or or what it's going to look like in the future how do you and and the rest of the team kind of approach that problem, that idea that this is a very new space. No one really knows exactly where it's going to go, but we we kind of have a vision for what we're looking for. What's your your process for kind of figuring that out? I think like the main process is actually embracing that. Like I think that could scare you. It could scare a lot of people. Um maybe one of the reasons I enjoy the type of work that I do and did do was because I enjoy a blank piece of paper every morning when I go to work. Um, a lot of people don't, you know, a lot of people like to have the grid and know where to fill the numbers. And like, I respect that because that's something I don't have the aptitude to do. It's maybe something I wish I did, but I don't. Um, so I think embracing the uncertainty of the context that you are operating and building within. Um, and then, you know, once you embrace it, you can really start to actually enjoy it and think of it as being something that you can explore. Um, and then another part of it is really rather than just embracing it is actually having conviction in what you believe like nobody really knows what the future of 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 web3 is and like i don't even think we'll call it that and i don't even think we'll call nfts nfts um you can see us already moving away from that like towards people using different terminologies like digital collectibles and you've seen that with reddit recently but i i think like not knowing knowing you don't know is a, is a really good way of doing it and i think if you've got conviction in what you think it's going to be but not having an arrogance to think that everybody else is wrong like i have an idea in my head of what the future of the internet and the metaverse and and brands and, and ip and the way that everything kind of comes together is but i'm not arrogant to think that that is the truth like i think like or is is the way it's going to be so like i have conviction in the way that i see it and i'm trying to build something in the way that i see it and i suppose i can only build for people who sort of share that vision um and just and just you know have faith in that the way that i or the way that we see things are becoming are, are the way that we should be building towards um because i think you can't really do anything else otherwise you're just sort of trying to copy other people and while it is important to you know look at what other people are doing and get inspiration and we certainly have and do um you've got to have you got to have faith in the way that you see things yeah I, uh, I totally agree. And that was, that was going to be the next direction that I kind of went was how do you deal with that pressure of like project X, Y, Z comes out with this feature, mm -hmm. does this drop and now everyone wants to copy it. It feels like that's something that quote unquote, like has to be done. Yeah. 
to me, it feels like a lot of that stuff is just like a rat race, right? Like it's an yeah. arms race to just kind of like stay up to the current trend. I think does it really come down to internal confidence and in like your vision and what you're doing? Or is there something else that can kind of keep you out of that rat race and focused on your vision and what you want? I think like experience of like observing what's going on sort of helps with that. Like we've been caught up in that and like, you know, we've been open about it. Like we talked about uh, a token at one point um, and then we quite publicly were like, look, we don't, I, we don't think this is right. And I think that is maybe because we've seen it play out. We've seen it play out and we've seen that, right, unless you've got incredible tokenomics, like EA level, you know, FIFA points, like CoinSync, like yeah. it becomes something that's unsustainable. And while it's something that does definitely interest us, it feels like it's maybe not something that we could have taken on and uh, and done justice. So I think like experience of like, you see another project doing something, you're like, that's brilliant. Like, is there elements that we can implement of that? Or do you watch them and go, wow, look, like their token has gone out of hand now. And it's like, you know, it's it's not something that can be sustained or it can even really be controlled. Um, so yeah, observing what's going on and, and, and taking little bits from other ideas and, and and bringing them back to to a central place i think is the way that i think you've got to do it really like i would be um lying if i didn't say i wasn't massively inspired by so many other projects inside nfts and outside of nfts like um i mean a lot of the characters don't have well our characters don't have outlines and that's like a massive south park fan um there's a the the whole idea of you know the, the like the, the 10k collection is inspired by Board Ape Yacht Club and Supducks and CryptoPunks. Um, the the idea of ownership being an access ticket to to real life drops and goods is is you know it's not uh, you can't really put it down to any project. But like I like a lot of the stuff that Bobby Hundreds is doing with the Hundreds and and making it a real um, culture brand that's got a token to it. So like I think it's looking at things, picking things, and working out what works, but also acknowledging what doesn't work and and knowing when to back away from certain things. That makes a ton of sense. And I feel like the, the second part of that is as a team, you're evaluating all these things and you're trying to make decisions that's best for uh, the collection and, and for the company. And then there are certain things like you were saying with the tokens that maybe are interesting ideas, but you don't know if you have the scale to sustain or they add a lot of drag to the company. The other element of it is you have a group of people that are, are kind of always going to be pushing mm -hmm. to replicate those features um, without a ton of internal view. How do you guys deal with that pressure, deal with the commentary, deal with the pushback on on certain decisions? Um, just like what's your general view and take on that? I mean, yeah, I probably don't actually have this. It's something that we think about a lot and it's, you know, like it's, it's I think it's something that any founder in, in the space probably has to deal with um on a daily basis i think you have to i mean i i respect my holders opinions the holders opinions of thingdoms um and i think like regardless of the you know the format of of uh, feedback like i do try and read it all like someone can say something with a certain amount of tone that you might go oh that's, is it even worth reading i do think it is because there's ideas everywhere um, so I think like try and absorb everything. You have to maybe detach emotion from that, which is hard to do, especially like I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm a person. So like when I, I see feedback, I, it, it can affect me. Um, but yeah, yeah, you just got to, I think you just got to be really objective about it and like sort of look at, you know, if, if some, you know, someone's suggesting that we should do something um, 
it might be the right idea for the project but i think like you gotta really have it goes back to like having conviction in what you think or your shared team's vision is um for the direction you want to go is like does it align with what we're trying to achieve and is it sustainable um there's loads of stuff we've picked up from community like i think the music bot was suggested in the first place which then evolved into thing fm um, but there's lots of stuff as well that we've thought we that's not a sustainable long-term thing that we can do um yeah i think i, I don't know if that answers the question i think it's maybe it's one way i don't think it necessarily tells me how i deal with it but it's sort of it's sort of like how we navigate it yeah no that that makes a ton of sense so you mentioned the team um you've kind of expanded the team over the past six months eight months mm -hmm. Talk to me a little bit about that process. How has it been finding people? How has it been bringing people into the team, new employees? Um, just tell me about that side of the company and, and running the company. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's great. It's, fast, it's a fascinating learning curve. Um, I'd say Owen probably has more experience managing people than I did. Um, so, you know, that's a whole other thing of, of I mean, even, you know, the, the, the employment or um, the role of interviewing to, to get to the point of employment is a whole other skill set. And, you know, in bigger organizations, you've got human resources departments that are responsible for this and you've got people that are dedicated managers. Um, but it's something I've embraced and that we're trying to embrace. And yeah, we will accept that, you know, there's a learning curve there and, and uh, try and get better at it. But it's been enjoyable. I think like there's nothing, I don't think, I mean, there's, I mean, it's maybe slightly, uh, grand statement but i don't think there's much many better things to do than you know to build something with um with talented people and and friends um so yeah i'm just I, I've, i'm thoroughly enjoying the process of of um of building a team um around around me and around owen and around all of us um and it's uh every day's a school day i think every day's a school day that's yeah. a quote yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it makes sense though. It's, uh, I've worked in a lot of startups across my time and it, it's always interesting to watch that dynamic because it's like, as you were saying, there are no HR departments. There's none of the, the infrastructure to do it. It's funny because I think like, I assume, I think you're going to be talking to Owen. I don't know if that's alpha, but like, I think you're going to talk to Owen at some point. I, should, I assume you will. Um, I think that something I found interesting is I mentioned like I come from an advertising background. So like, I think the smallest company I've ever worked at was like 180 employees. Um, whereas Owen comes from a startup background. Um, and albeit we're both within similar fields or spheres of, you know, I was working in creative industries. Owen was working in technology and creative tech um, totally different sides of it. Right. Owen's only worked in startups really. Um, not only, but like primarily his experiences within startups and mine's is within global creative agencies with offices in every corner of the world so um a lot of the startup principles that we're actually trying to implement um, and operate as a startup um come from from Owen's side of things and, I, and i'm I, and as when i say every day is a school day it really is like i'm learning about um startup principles and um you know having conversations with yourself off microphone and with scott and with you know aj vaynerchuk and lots of people like i'm trying to absorb as much as I can about this space that I'm in that I very much um, feel at home in, but definitely feel like I'm learning. How did you come to the Thingdoms aesthetic, to the do good things, brand identity? To me, and I've talked about this before on on uh, a couple different episodes of, of my podcast, it feels like the Thingdoms aesthetic is in a weird way, like counterculturally 
positive and happy um, and kind of just has this energy to it. Mm -hmm. How did you settle on it? How did you come up with it? Um, what's your like broad take on the aesthetic of, of things? I think there's, there's quite a few different ones. I'll try and answer it quickly just because I, I, I could go on for it about it for ages, but I think like I've always been attracted to bright colors. Like I think like as a creative person or as an artist, my aesthetic has always been colorful, happy things that are emotive and um, positively. Um, I think in terms of skill set or, you know, style, I've always been a proponent of someone or proponent, I don't know if that's the correct word, but I've always been somebody who tried to use the tools that were there. Um, you know, like if I had crayons, I would make a drawing out of crayons if I had paint. So I've always tried to do something that was quite, quite sort of rough and ready because that's the skill set I had at that time. Um, I think I've also, you know, I've been brought up in a way where I've, I feel like I've always been taught to try and put something positive back into the world and, um, you know, engage with things that you want to engage with and be associated with, associate with people and things that you want to be associated with and um, put something into the world, don't take something out. Um, so that's, that's my sort of, um, you know, creative rationale on a, in a, in a nutshell for that. Um, but also I think like, and it's probably the way that we've approached a lot of the community is that like, I try not to really have too much of a say in terms of what, how the community evolves and like who, um, represents community or like who, things that we do. Like, uh, I think like you've just got to sort of like encourage behavior that you enjoy, especially with something as organic and, uh, and, uh, like a living thing as a community. So, um, I seen somebody in we so at, at very early on in Thingdoms we had uh, the characters T H I N G D O M and S as uh, emotes in the Discord server, um, and people were creating words and you know there was lots of funny things that you can if you press exclamation mark thing in the Discord you'll see, um, and somebody wrote do good things and I was like that's a very overwhelmingly positive statement and it's come from something that I've directly made in these little characters, um, I feel like I should you know promote that and just keep keep using it I just kept saying it I kept doing it um and you know the community ran with it not really me like I was saying it but like I'm sure if I was saying um gom gom repeatedly which you can also spell with the letters of things that people <laughs> probably wouldn't be saying it as much no offense gom gom um but yeah people, the community ran with it so it wasn't necessarily me it was it was you guys so let's pivot a little bit to the web app um, and the new website that you guys yeah. just launched. I think it looks really, really cool. I Thank like you. the landing page, the little walking thing. Yeah. Um, lots of, I think the interesting approach with the landing page is it, it feels, and we've talked about this offline, it feels very focused on kind of the next wave of people coming in and it, it mm -hmm. seems educational to a certain extent. It's pretty clear compared to, I think a lot of, of, um, other educational resources out there yeah. for projects that are, are kind of hosted on project websites. Um, what was your guys's vision for this new application? What's kind of the long-term vision for it? Where do you want it to evolve into? Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, yeah, so there's, I could go on for a while with this, but I'll, I'll try and answer it in bits, but, um, yeah, we, we, we wanted the, the website or the DAP to be, a a platform essentially that, that we could deliver on a lot of things that we want to deliver on. I think this, it's taken us a long time to get, to get here. And I think a lot of people maybe don't see the stuff that goes on behind that. There's a lot of conceptual work about what we're trying to achieve and then implementation and then creating something with scale or that can scale um, well. Um, but 
it's it's essentially the hub of everything really like you mentioned that it's maybe sort of kind of broken down quite basically like we see we see a growth strategy of you know of onboarding people as being something that we we need to be we need to be more um directed at like i don't think anybody is going to be onboarded in nfts by finding out that you know that there's a erc 721 token that entitles you to stake onto the blockchain and, and, and i mean as much as this is all interesting to us and it is interesting and i am interested in it i think like people need to understand the fundamentals of it and um you know our price point for things is at a point now where we, we can realistically onboard people because it, it is um a, an accessible asset um so yeah we wanted to break everything down and sort of concisely say what we are as a project um work as a, as a like operating as a marketing tool but then i think like the next layer from that is the the collection viewer which uh, i've kind of we're actually about to post and um, we probably will have posted it by the time anyone hears this but um sort of a breakdown on the features um of the dap um, and one of the one of the main points of that is the the collection viewer and i, and I, I suppose the platforming that we've done up until this point um gets us to the point of having a collection viewer but i think like the additional updates that will come from on from now onwards will be more frequent and more regular and will be you know built on top of this we're not going to go away and say right now we're going to work on this other thing a lot of what we're going to be doing now is building in features and functionalities and experiences into this app that um that i like i think is super cool it's um we've basically moving away from having like i found that people you know someone would say oh you've got an nft can i show you your nft and they pull up OpenSea or they pull up metamask or maybe if they were slightly savvy they'd pull up an ipfs link and say this is my asset um but reality is 95 percent of people are pulling up open and saying this is my and then and then that's the experience and i think like we were like well we need to sort of own that experience like we need to own that interaction with the user um or the holder or um and and once we do that we can add experiences into that so um why would you have to look at OpenSea to see the collection if just because when most projects start they don't have the um functionality to to offer that and and we obviously have that now but we can add extra experiences right so like there'll be additional assets that are owned by your asset like i don't think you should always have to be airdropped an asset or you should always have to mint a secondary asset like the ownership of a thing uh, entitles you to the ownership of of that visual image but it also could entitle you to ownership to hundreds of different assets that are associated with that asset or not even associated by the asset you know like it, it, we can and and but but by us controlling that um experience by creating a platform we can create a place where people can interact with that so if by owning a thing you're entitled to own a different version of your thing like a 3d thing or a pixel thing you should be able to access that on our terms um if you know having a thing entitles you access to uh, an event hypothetically you should have access to the code that gets you in through the platform that is owned by that project or brand not through someone having to scan an nft on etherscan on a little handheld chip machine or whatever um so a lot of the things that we want to introduce are are, are, are far away a lot of the things that we want to introduce are weeks away um it'll just be a case of taking feedback from our community internally working as a team collaboratively working out what we want to introduce we've got a roadmap of things that we want to work towards um and but we've also got a roadmap of things that we we're not aware of that i'm sure that the community will insightfully sort of say like have you thought about this i mean there's already been things it's been live for like a 
12 days and I've seen Litmus suggesting some things. I've seen a few other people suggesting some things. Um, and it's, it's super exciting to be able to have a place to bring these ideas together. And I think the, the big thing that you mentioned is there's a ton of, of call it like backend work that goes mm-hmm. into getting this type of platform set up and, and just creating the infrastructure to, to build on in the future. Um, and I think that can go under the radar for a lot of people um, because there are like a lot of, of innovative and, and complex and important decisions that have to be made while setting something like this up um, that it seems like the team spent time thinking about and approached responsibly, which is is like, in my opinion, one of the major things. Um, and I, I love this idea of we should be taking control of the experience that the consumer has with our, our end product, right? It shouldn't be up to OpenSea or it shouldn't be up to, you know, XYZ platform that has these specific limitations and um, so on and so forth. I, I think that's a really smart approach to it um, because like we were saying, a lot of those platforms like are limited by the current culture of the mm-hmm. space, right? And and only enable certain things because it's become the norm or it's become uh, important to the space. And it, it, it limits innovation to a certain extent and stops you from doing things that you really want to do, especially on the interoperability side. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing where that all goes, uh, especially in the collection viewer part of the app. Another part of the app that I think is pretty cool is just the listing of, of different drops and events and things that the, the Thingdoms team has helped put on from the space launch to the t-shirts. Um, it feels almost portfolio-like. Is that kind of the, the goal to just kind of highlight everything? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes and no. I think, um, I mean, yeah, I come from a background of, you know, as an, as an artist and as a creative of, of collecting a portfolio. So, you know, in designing, and designing the user experience like maybe that's something I've, I've picked up on but i think like what we identified was that um it's, it's really important for us to you know when we put out content and when we when we deliver um drops or, or work or experiences to document them because um these things can become quite transient and a lot of it is i mean a lot of your content we've talked about that as well how we can better make use of it um a lot of the stuff that b love's done a lot of the stuff that Oatrick's done a lot of stuff that so many people in the community have done how we can um, archive it that's something that i think we want to do more of on a wider sense as well but obviously starting to do it with our own um like sort of um content is is important um but i think like rather than just you know, doing that for the sake of saying, hey, we did this. I think it's really important, again, as an onboarding mechanism for people trying to um, understand the benefit of holding the asset and understand the, you know, the, the potential experience that they can have by having a Thingdoms NFT is looking back and say, like, okay, cool, this is what happened. This is what happened in March last year. This is like, this is what happened at Christmas. This is what happened, um, you know, in June or July or around in, in this, uh, you know, in the music industry or in, 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 uh, sports collectibles or whatever like you can understand it a bit more and i think it, we're creating it essentially a token gated asset which by nature is quite um quite guarded in terms of what's going on behind the lid like you know we're in a token gated discord um so we had to work out a way of um opening that up to other people as well um, and by by proxy yeah it definitely helps us document what we've done but for me it's more of a here's what the kind of stuff we like to do and here's the kind of stuff that you can expect more of 
Yeah, I, I thought it was great. And as you mentioned, it, it's an incredible onboarding tool um, because it does exactly that. You do get to see what's happened. You get a context of, of what the project is about. And I think, um, to be honest, sorry to interrupt you, I think that kind of goes back to like the 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 sort of like idea of it being an art project as well for me is that, or for, I say for me, but I do mean for it, for, for everyone, for the team, for the, for, for uh, Owen, for the, for the, I mean, the community as well in a wider sense, like when we release a short film, like I do feel like that is an artistic thing. Like we've tried mm -hmm. to do something that's a really enjoyable experience and like documenting it in a way that gives it rewatchability is, is important because it quite easily could get forgotten. A couple of the things, on that list are, are clothing related, they're physical product related. You have the the motto t-shirts. I think there's one on there that doesn't have content right now yeah. for a hoodie. Um, talk to me a little bit about physical products, clothing. How does that kind of fit into your vision of the brand? Um, yeah. and, and can we expect to see more of it in the future? Yeah, I mean, I was actually looking behind you. So, I mean, if you're listening on, on, <laughs> the, on the Thing FM airwaves, um, you obviously won't be able to see me, but Luca and I can see each other right now. And, and the the trippy hoodie is actually on a on a uh, hanger behind me. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, like it's definitely something we want to do more of. Um, we talked, I don't know if it was on the call or off the call, but about you know brand building um, outside of the space of um, Web three as much as trying to build within um, clothing. Something I'm really interested in graphic design, art direction, design in general, is something I'm really interested in. So it's a natural um, medium to to extend the brand into. Um, but apart from anything else as well, it's, I think it's quite a natural place to experiment because um, a lot of the stuff that um, Shopify have actually been doing with their um, token gating is, um, is at, a, as at a, like a user experience level that we really like. Um, like you said earlier, there's a lot of um, user experiences in in NFTs and Web3 that's quite clunky and quite requires a lot of baseline knowledge um, to get involved in. Like even minting NFTs like six months ago or a year ago was like more, way more difficult than it is recently. So I think like we enjoy using third-party applications as well, such as like Shopify's token gating, um, which sort of leads naturally to e-com. Um, so yeah, like we we have ambitions to, to, to make exclusive content that's accessible through holding and things as NFT. And I think clothing is one that aligns really well with Owen and I's, you know, actual interests, um, but also aligns well with the the resources that are available to us as well to deliver a really good experience with that. Yeah, I've seen, I mean, as you mentioned, I can see some of the, the hoodies <laughs> in the background, yeah. but I've seen a couple things now and and uh, I'll just leave it at that. I'm excited to see the the releases like kind of come to fruition because there there are some cool pieces of clothing cool physical products that i've seen you wearing seen in the background and uh, yeah yeah i think it's it's a combination of of creating yeah there's lots of stuff coming there's lots of cool stuff coming i wanted to move towards just like a, a rapid fire section on frequently asked questions things that come up a lot starting with like thing lab and the samples mm -hmm. Give us a, a little bit of context of how you see those fitting into the broader picture. Um, just what are they in your opinion? So um, they're they're an expansion of of our of our universe. I think like I mean again, it goes back to us talking about looking at other projects and looking at what's worked and what's not worked. And 
Um, a lot of projects um, were affected negatively by by expanding their ecosystem, if you will, um, through secondary collections, and a lot weren't. Um, what we wanted to do was inject something into our ecosystem that was a visually aesthetic or a visually appealing um, piece of art, like a tangible asset that had the flexibility to have functionality in the future when we fully understood, worked out what it is, A, that we wanted to do and B, what it would be that the community or the wider community is receptive to, right? There's like, there's multiple things that we've seen now that were quite faddish um, that worked, but then then they, they stopped working and people were like, oh, that's, that's so, so we've kind of tried to position ourselves that when we want to, um, to do it and have conviction that this is the right move um, conceptually for the project, we can, and um, by it being there, um, and we've got a multiple, there is definitely is a few things like coming and um, and a few other things that, you know, that we, we think we can do as well um, with that. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're like a sort of side brand um, that allows us to, I see them as almost additional, I mean, it's, it's hard to sort of like fully rationalize it because um, I'd have it, we have it kind of, we're playing around with it now. I, I'm just trying to think, I don't want to go give away too much of what it is, but there's definitely a difference between the Thing Lab and, and Drops. And I think Drops, whilst will exist independently of um of collaborations like they will come from us and um, they will also be collaborative i see drops as definitely being something that's collaborative whereas i see thing lab as being something that's more um specific to it coming from from the thingdoms universe <laughs> that's a terrible answer because it clearly leaves more more questions than answers hey questions are, are fun it just means we get to do another one of these episodes I suppose I suppose to to to, to uh, circle back on the, on the last question. I see I see Thing Lab as being a way for us to extend what Thingdoms are without actually affecting permanently the the primary collection. Um, and I think that's probably something that, from observing the space over the last six months to a year, we've we've sort of developed into. I think like the initial. Um, use case that we've seen them for might have been a permanent um effect on them on like of having an effect on the on the, the token or on the asset um whereas i think now there's maybe ways that we can do that doesn't necessarily make it a permanent change so it's a, it's a way of allowing us to expand um the collection or what the collection is or how the collection looks or feels or i don't know uh, but uh, yeah it's 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 a an extra creative tool i get what you're saying and, and can think through how that would be valuable. I think what makes Thing Lab interesting to me as, a, as kind of like a tool in, in your guys' toolbox is that it, from a dynamic perspective, operates very differently from the main Thingdoms collection, right? Like it's yeah, stackable tokens. There's only five variations. There's a clear definitive rarity to it. Um, there's an accessible price point on it. Um, like it, it has different dynamics that can be used in, yeah. in different ways to kind of extend the project as you're talking about. And I think it's worth, it's worth bearing in mind and it maybe even just for people that don't have context is like, these were, you know, we, these were airdrop tokens. Like we never sold these, like they weren't so, like, like I say sold in a different context, but we weren't sold as, as having utility that we just, we've kind of, we've said that there's, there's multiple ways that we can provide utility to these tokens, uh, or create a use case for them. But, um, we're very much exploring what that is and what it or what it isn't. And um, as I say, from observing the space over the last little while, there's maybe a few things where we're like, oh, this this actually probably isn't the best way of doing it. Or it might be a bit faddish or it might be seen as a following a bandwagon a bit. Let's not do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes back to um, what you highlighted at the beginning as, as one of the team's strengths, right? Which is this ability to kind of look at a complex and, and rapidly changing industry and kind of sort through, okay, what do we want to take? What do we want to innovate on our own? What do we want to learn from? Um, it's all part of that process. And you can see how this token kind of fits into that system of thinking about the space. And I think the way that you're thinking about using them is is a pretty smart and and rational way of of looking at it. So that makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah, and fun, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another rapid fire question. We probably yep. should have started with this, but you are in a new little recording studio that you have set up. I think this may be the first thing officially recorded in yeah. your new studio. Um, tell me about that a little bit. What's the the goal there? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think like we'll be the first to admit that our communication has been, has been somewhat sporadic re recently. I think like it, 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 is, it is a bit of a cliche, but you know, like when you put your head down working on things, sometimes it is hard to look up. And I think like we, we, we've maybe fallen victim to that. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of the early days of Thingdoms, um, was revolved around or revolved around audio content. Um, so, and, and we were like, it's something we've wanted to go back to for a long time. Um, and we've never really ever intentionally moved away from, but just we're focused on other things. Um, so you've mentioned that we've got a new podcast set up. Yeah. We've got a couple of kind of studio quality mics and, and a podcast, uh, interface that will allow us hopefully, you know, to do more stuff like this. Like I want to be doing, I want to be more visible to the community. I'll be, community. I want to be more accessible. I want people to be more involved in our journey. Like I think what we're building is a really fun, creative business project, community art project. Um, and I want people to be as involved as they can be and see into that window, um, of what's going on. Um, so that was one of the objectives. Um, I find myself obviously being a NFT, uh, founder working primarily with people in North America, you know, when I communicate, so I'm on a lot of video calls. So <laughs> I wanted to, to be able to sort of, um, do my dulcet Scottish tones justice. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I want to create more content. I want to create more content around, uh, things around the, around the general space and, and be more, um, visible auditorily, auditorily, aud um, I want to, yeah, that, that is it really. Yeah. Yeah, no, that I I think that's a great direction. Uh, we've talked about this, but I I think the project itself is is interesting, and then also just the team that you've put together and the process that you guys go through to continue building and, and working on it is really interesting. And I think there's a lot of insights and and learning that people can take from it. Um, so getting a, a bigger glimpse into that would definitely be fascinating. I think people would love to to see that. Pivoting a little bit. Another quick question, Risky Crayon as a creative agency. How do you think about that? Um, I know there are some upcoming things. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about those yet, but I think it's probably going to have been announced by the time this comes out. So talk to me about your vision as a, as a broader creative company. What does that look yeah, like? Yeah, I think like, I mean, Risky Crayon is, is sort of the, is the, I don't even know what a good word is, but like the, the sort of like, yeah, like the creative the creative hub that, you know, Thingdoms is a part of it's for all intents and purposes, pretty similar in terms of the operation. It's not like we, we go, Oh, today we're going to work on risky career. And like the only thing we work on is Thingdoms. Um, but it's, it's a sort of like, uh, 
it's like a, a wrapper to what we're doing and, and it gives us scope to do other things that, you know, that maybe aren't directly, directly related to Thingdoms. We'd never do anything that conflicted with Thingdoms or, or took our attention away from Thingdoms, but um, yeah, it gives us scope to do, to do other things like supporting other people's projects or, you know, doing consultancy or, or even just experimental stuff that we might want to play around with. Um, for example, audio stuff, um, you know, if, if I might, we might want to do a podcast that's not Thingdom centric. Like, I feel like you've got that pretty locked up. So maybe, um, maybe the podcast that I do is not, is not focused fully on the, the community within Thingdoms, but actually with, uh, focused on people that I've met through Thingdoms out, out with the community, for example. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very much for us, a um, a tech, a creative technology company. Um, and, uh, yeah, you mentioned that we will be, you know, that this other things we're doing, one of the things that we're really excited to do is we will, it'll have been announced by now already, but we will be supporting, um, our good friend, uh, Robbie Broom, t-shirt, t-shirt Bob, um, on his, uh, on his NFT endeavors. He's, he's, I mean, we know Robbie personally, he came to America with us. Um, he's contributed a lot to the project, um, both in front of the scenes and behind the scenes, um, and he came to us with a really, you know, a cool idea that, you know, I've, we've, we've chatted a lot about over the last six months for a project, a fine art project that he, he wants to launch. So we will be supporting him there. I mean, I suppose in a, you know, in a creative sense in that, you know, I, I've, I've talked to him a lot about it and, um, there's been a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, cool ideas put back and forth. So on that side, but I think on also on a technical level that like we're obviously going to try and su support him to be able to deliver a, uh, a, a project um to, to a technical level that he would expect you know from the level of um conceptual thought that's gone into the art so yeah that's something we're really excited to do it's going to be the first project um out with thingdoms or i suppose out with um thing lab um and sports things that we've um uh delivered so yeah really excited to be able to do that um it's called a commonplace um and um yeah, I'm. I'm sure Robbie's got a good thread on his on his Twitter page page T-shirt Bob underscore that will um, that'll, that'll explain it all. But yeah, really excited about that. It might even be. I don't know when you're gonna. Uh, yeah, I don't know when this will be uh, aired. But um, yeah, it might be closer than 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 I'm sort of giving it credit for now. Yeah. Um. From what I've seen and read, this theoretically is coming out after the announcement. So yeah. if that is the case. Uh, definitely go check out the Twitter for a commonplace, uh, yeah. teacher, Bob Robbie's Twitter, um, all the information I'm sure will be there. I'm looking forward to it a lot. I think it's cool that you guys are working with them on that. Taking a step back. If we're one year in the future, what do you hope Thingdoms looks like? Where do you think the team, uh, has gone? What have you guys developed or worked on? Um, what's your vision? in one year and i know there's a lot of things that are outside of your control and it's an evolving space but in a dream world what does it look like i am i mean yeah it's a tough one right i think like i'll probably think of this tonight lying in bed thinking i should have said this um <laughs> i think we we want to see growth across across the community you know we want to see you know more people more more experiences more content being created um I, I would hope that there's we've delivered on a load more experiences for our holders 
um, and and I'd hope that you know the the the, the actual infrastructure that we're building, the DAP, um, is, is at a much higher level of um, of of polish and functionality and features uh, than it is at the moment. Like um, as I say, or as we've said quite openly, like we're sort of iteratively building everything we're building with the community and publicly. Um, but yeah, within a year, I would imagine that we'd be a lot closer to having, you know, more finished polished products <laughs> um, than we do right now. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting question because I think we don't really know, right? And I think that's one of the really cool things about the spaces that um, I'd imagine if you'd asked, uh, you know, the board up Yacht Club guys like last, you know, like a you know six months into their project or whatever, what there's going to be like in a year or if you'd even asked, uh, Robbie, you know, like what he's got in mind for any year is that we're in this such a creative place and, and such an open open field um, of opportunity that it's quite liberating to not know fully where it's going. I think you can only really go back to like your intentions and like my intentions and our intentions are to build and to continue building something that like obviously lives within reality and, and has, you know, sustainable revenue streams, but also that is building and has like possibilities because of the technology we're building on is being discovered and being uh, experimented with every day. So um, I don't quite know where it will be in a year, um, but I think that's kind of what excites me about it. I hope in a year's time, I still don't know what it's like, what it's going to be like in another year's time, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I think that's a perfect answer. Um, and it, it really does sum up the space. Um, there, There's no way to know where it's really going. But I think you're right in the approach of sticking true to the vision that you want to build and, and, you know, the vision that the team has kind of agreed on and, and come to terms with, um, and kind of sticking to those values and ideas. Final question here. If you had one idea or statement or comment that you could leave with the Thingdoms community, despite the fact that you talk to them every day, um, if there was one idea or one thing you could leave with the community, what would it be? I don't know. I think that's a really, that's a really tough question. Um, because it's so, especially being at the end of the interview, it's sort of my, um, my final point. I think I'm trying, I don't know. I suppose, what, what would you say? Like, uh, 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 what would be, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think the, the thing that stands out to me about the, the Thingdoms community that's really fascinating is, um, Actually, maybe this is, we, we can cut this however we want and put it in, in different spots. But at the beginning, um, when we were talking about like, what is Thingdoms? One of the, the comparisons that I always think of is like Andy Warhol's like factory, like the yeah. factory, right? And it, it's this like weird conceptual creative space that obviously like does exist and has a purpose and like it is its own standing functioning business. Mm hmm but it also was really characterized and contextualized by all the different just like random artists and other people that ended yeah. up in that space contributing to that vision in, in really like different yeah. ways. Um, and I think that's like the real strength and, and beauty of the Thingdoms community is it just seems like the creative um, that you did and, and the aesthetic that you helped build and the brand um, as well as just the experience and like thing FM and, and the discord really has brought together an interesting and eclectic group of people who build or create or do all sorts of things. Um, I don't know what that 
final actual closing thought would be, but I think there, there's something in that and something to like the community and just the type of people that they kind of attract and, and how that community is stuck together. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I was quite, uh, yeah, that was a, a brilliant answer. I don't know if like, we'll need to maybe do some edit in there, but I think like I basically struggled for a minute or two about answering that question. And then I flipped it back on Luca and asked him how he would answer that question and then insert soundbite. This is what he said. And I think like, I completely agree with it. And it, it's actually quite, um, quite humbling to hear someone, um, describe kingdoms in that way like i think you've completely hit the nail on the head with everything that we've been trying to achieve and yeah hopefully more of the same of that and even more because that was that is what we're trying to that's what we're trying to do well thank you so much for coming on and and sharing your perspective on all this and talking a little bit about the behind yeah. the scenes stuff um it's just great to hear from you and and what you're working on and and Again, like the web app is is looking really cool. I'm excited to see where that all goes. Um, so thank you, and I appreciate the effort that you guys are are putting in. Well, thank you, man. Like the the, the platform you've built, um, and you know your your episode suite now that you've got of content is is amazing. So uh, thank you for having me. Thank you, uh, yeah, on behalf of everybody in the Thinkdoms community, man. You've kept us entertained for for nearly a year now. Um, the, the 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 content you create is amazing. Um, so thank you for having me on. It's uh, it's been an honor, and uh, yeah, more more soon. I hope you enjoyed that interview. If you'd like to connect with Luke, you can find them on Twitter at LukeABC, and if you'd like to connect with me, you can also find me on Twitter at it's Luke WM. If you'd like to find previous episodes of this show, or even this episode to listen back a second time, you can find them on all your favorite podcast platforms as well as at thingstoknow.show. I'd like to extend a huge thank you to Luke for joining me today and providing insight on the project and its direction. It was great to talk to you and to be able to share some of the exciting things that are coming down the path for Thingdoms. And as always, a huge thank you to the Thingdoms community. I know this is an episode you've been waiting for, and I really appreciate your support. If you think you know someone that should be featured on this show, DM me on Twitter, or on Discord, I'd love to hear your perspective. Stay thingy, do good things, and I'll see you next week.